Hello, and welcome to The Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson, and it is my passion, as you know, to help dads become heroes. So week after week, I want to bring you relevant topics, dads, to support your goal, especially when it comes to the dad-daughter relationship. Now, before we begin, I've always got to remind you of the template. On your mark, get set, go. On your mark, every week is the title of the topic we'll be talking about. Get set. We're going to fill that in with stories and stats and then go. You're going to always leave with one action step, one go step, dads, where you can put your love for your daughters and your sons into action. Well, today I've got a really fun surprise for you. I'm joined by an uber gifted musician by the name of Matthew West, and he just happens to have two daughters that he's crazy about. And there is nothing more than I love than talking to dads of daughters because they light up from the inside out. Welcome, Matthew. Thank you. It's great to be here with you today. <laughs> well, I know that I could have you give your bio much better than I can, but I will give you a few of the, of the highlights. So you began your career as a songwriter, You've written hits for a lot of others that everyone would know, but I'm going to whip through this so we have more time to talk about your okay. heart for your girls rather than all your bio, because anybody can read that online. <laughs> right, right. We know that you also have a new you have a new album coming out in September called... It's called All In. Okay. All In. Yeah. So this is just out. You guys got to get out there and get it. You're going to love it. <laughs> and we are actually talking here at Fish Fest, and so yeah. you're going to be singing some yeah, songs tonight. I'll be going on stage in just a little while, and uh, you know... <laughs> I love writing songs, I love recording songs, but the chance to uh, get up on stage and connect with an audience uh, live is, uh, to me, kind of completes the, the circle of, yeah. uh, you know, the circle of musical life. You know, it's that you write, you record, yeah. you perform, you repeat, yeah. but it's that connection in front of a crowd yeah. that where you hear them singing the songs back to you, where it kind of hits you, wow, these people have allowed a song that means a lot to you to to mean a lot to them you know to speak to them and that's a really special thing so i'm glad to catch uh, a few minutes with you before i hit the stage tonight yeah, well thank you and it's just amazing you're you're a four-time grammy nominee You've written a book called hello my name is yeah so we gotta have people getting out there getting your stuff yeah yeah I've had, your heart yeah my uh we have a mutual friend uh terry yeah from harvest house who's uh published your book yes. right and published three of my books yeah so it's been fun to kind of extend my writing beyond the confines of a three-minute song and uh, to really explore the the written word that I feel like God's put on my heart, you know, to share with people, to go deeper than you can in a three minute song. Plus, yeah. when you're writing a book, you know, every line doesn't have to rhyme, you know. So <laughs> there's a lot of freedom in that. I enjoy that. Yeah, that's awesome. And you have two daughters. Your oldest, yes, Lulu, she's eleven. Yes, yes. And your youngest, Delaney, is eight. Yes, the best part of my biography. There for you sure. go. My there wife go. and I, Emily, we've celebrated 14 years of marriage. And uh, we have two just incredible daughters, and uh, God's just blessed me just beyond measure. Which is a great segue to talk about the title today. So today on your mark is, I'm calling this Two Daughters Are Doubly Good. I would agree. <laughs> That's great. Well, let's now get to the questions. So sure. before we get started, I would love to hear a little bit about your backstory, your upbringing, what your dad modeled to you as a father. I got to meet your dad just a little bit ago. Yeah. What's that story like? Well, um, me having two daughters as a dad came as quite of a shock to my world because I grew up, you know, with with no sisters. Mm -hmm. uh, we were dominated by males. My mom was all alone. Uh, my mom and my dad 
had myself and, and, and my two brothers. So I grew up in a house with three boys and the male domination really carries back even further generations. My dad grew up in a home that had uh, 10 children, nine boys, and one girl. Oh my goodness. So, uh, so, you know, naturally, when my wife and I got married and started thinking about children, I was like, well, for sure I'm going to have sons, you know. Right. Because the Lord knows I'm, you know, wired for uh, I'm that. equipped for that yeah. and wired for that. And then uh, we found out we were having one girl and then a second girl. And I wouldn't have it any other way. It's just yeah. been an incredible journey. Um, learning how to be the best dad that I can be for my little girls and watching them grow up so fast. Uh, I just uh, drove them to school for the my daughter's first year of sixth grade and my youngest daughter's first year of third grade. And, you know, it's just uh, it's a special thing getting to. So, I, you know, I'm learning the world of all things pink and, you know, the, <laughs> well said. you name it. Yeah. I mean, just uh, I'm, I'm in. But uh, I, as the name of my new record says, I'm all in. I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. And uh, I love raising little girls. What do you remember it being like when you first brought Lulu home, your first daughter, then your second? Well, just the, the anticipation for both of their arrivals is what I can even feel all over again when I think about it. Mm. You know, when I think about the days leading up to it. For me, I, I communicated the excitement and the nervousness and the anticipation the way that I always do, which is through songwriting. Right. So one of the songs that I wrote for my daughter was called Safe and Sound. One of the biggest things, I look back now and I remember what I was most nervous about was the name for both of our daughters. Ch choosing the name, I remember being just anxious about, like, am I picking the right name? Is she going to grow up and is she going to like the name Lulu or is she going to be mad at me, you know? Right. And so, in one of the lines of the song I wrote for her uh, leading up to the days of her arrival, it said, I couldn't wait to meet you. Hope you like your name. I get the Aww. funny feeling life will never be the same. It turns out she does like her name. She's 11 years Whew. old. She likes her name. So that was an answer to prayer. But, no but yeah, I just, you know, I remember just uh, praying and praying hard, you know, for, for a healthy baby, for a healthy mom, you know, for mm -hmm. the delivery to go smoothly, uh, for her to not throw anything at me while she was in labor, those yeah. kinds of things. Yeah. But, uh, and then just the, just the tears of joy uh, upon the arrival. Mm. You know, I remember specifically like, you know, I'm counting fingers and toes and I'm, I'm looking into her eyes and yeah. both of them, you know, and just seeing their distinct features. They both entered into the world in totally different ways yeah. too. You know, my first daughter, she was born and her first thing she did was like, spring her arms out like I'm here world and now she's like she's kind of got that personality yeah. like here I am world yeah. and my youngest kind of entered into the world just very calm she's and that's her demeanor today so yeah. I don't know if there's any rhyme or reason there to is. that but it, that was, it was pretty yeah. neat so so a lot of a lot of fond memories of the mm -hmm. the days leading up to the arrival of our yeah. daughters but also the the, the first moments yeah. with them and just the gratitude mm -hmm. uh, for for God's protection through that process yeah. knowing that many people have many difficult circumstances around the birth of their children yeah. and um, and and the challenges that come with it um, you know we just you're, you're filled with gratitude no for sure. kidding. so what's it like to be on the road and away from them a bit? Well, that's that's the hardest part. You know, at the beginning of this interview, I shared with you how much I love getting on stage. Mm -hmm. But 
you know, with everything that you love to do, a lot of times, you know, I've been teaching my daughters lately, we're, we're moving from one house to another, and they don't want to move. And I've been trying to teach them that, that there's an upside and a downside, you know. Um, <laughs> there's you your know. next song. Yes, exactly. So for, you know, it is a, it's the great kind of tug of war of my life, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. You know, the fact that I'm here in Salem, Oregon today, moments away from getting on stage and doing something that I love to do, doing something God's called me to do, um, being a part of something that I believe has an eternal impact and an eternal value. You know, the thought that somebody's at this concert tonight that doesn't know Jesus, that they're going to hear that message and and perhaps even respond and pray with me at the end of the concert. But the what's what what the cost is for that is yeah. that i missed uh watching my daughter on the cheerleading team for her sixth grade you know f- football game right. you know i missed uh going to the park with my youngest daughter delaney today and and so that's a challenge you know and over the last few years we've really made steps to make sure we're putting our family first. We homeschooled, we began homeschooling our daughters and we did that for four years. Mm -hmm. Um, Really out of that conviction of just going, you know, at the end of the day, I don't want to get to the end of my life having built a successful music career or any sort of fame or renown. And yet my own children didn't really know me, you know? So I, I don't, I, I just kept thinking, I don't, I don't want that to be my story. Thank God. That's yeah. why you have credibility on the platform. I hope so. You know, I mean. you're living it. Yeah, absolutely. Behind you know. the scenes. Yeah. So, I'm I'm trying to. And we homeschooled yeah. for four years. Yeah. And it was an amazing experience. We saw the world together. So, you know, that's something that really brings you close together as a family. It was a sacrifice, a yeah. financial sacrifice, a huge sacrifice for my wife. You know, it's a basically, okay, we're going to pick up and tour together as a family. Um, and that had a season. It was incredible. And. Now we're on to a new season yeah. where they're in school. And uh, how many times you get to do an interview with, with Third Day in the background? It's kind of <laughs> exactly, cool, right? right? So, but, uh, but yeah, so that was, a, that was a game changer for our family, yeah. realizing that, you know, let's homeschool. Let's do this. Let's Take be together as a family. Put Take family first. Well, you know, you probably relate to a lot of dads who are gone a bit for work. Do you yeah. have any ways that you stay connected with your girls on the road? Well, one of the defining... I don't know. One of the moments that sticks out to me a lot is um, a moment where I was leaving town and my youngest daughter was really having a hard time with the fact that I was leaving this particular time. She was crying and Delaney said, you know, why do you have to go this time? And and I was like, well, you know why daddy goes on the road? And and I've taught them, you know, daddy's leaving, but the reason I'm going is to tell people about Jesus. And so my daughter Delaney said, I'm, I'm going to tell people about Jesus. And um, and she said, well, why can't somebody else tell them that's about Jesus question. this time? <laughs> and that's when it kind of hit me that, like, you know what? Yeah. For me to hide behind this, like, well, I'm going to do ministry, my youngest daughter isn't old enough to even understand that that might be different than... You know, I was kind of saying, well, like, this is like a higher calling or a higher cause. But to my daughter... I may as well have been, you know, a traveling salesman yes. because she just knew I was gone yeah. and somebody else tell them about Jesus. I want my dad today. And that, that really hit me kind of hard. What'd you say to her? Cause you worked. I didn't through. know what to say in that moment. I honestly, I just hugged her and I, and I, I had a lot to think about from that point. And honestly, that's one of the things that led to us 
homeschooling. Mm-hmm. I'm just realizing, like, okay, I've got to strike a better balance yeah. here. Yeah. It's never going to get easier, but it's something that we continue to try to find solutions for. Yeah. So while I'm on the road, to answer your question, you know, we try to talk on the phone like crazy. We do FaceTime. Mm-hmm. My daughter's, you know, Facebook's one of those things that's like they just like to look at their own picture, you know, <laughs> so they're looking at their face and checking their hair. Yeah. Um, but just the fact that we're getting a few minutes to spend together, I ask a lot of questions, you know, um, they don't really care about what I'm doing today, yeah. but I want to care about what they're doing today. So I let them talk and just tell me about their day, tell me what's going on. And So really, let's underscore the point of that, because I teach a lot of the dads that I work with how to ask good questions. And I think the fact that you're just letting that roll off your tongue, I ask them questions and let them talk. That's actually a skill that I'm hoping dad's listening today yeah. can take as a go step. Ask the questions to draw them out. Yeah, I mean, I think when you ask questions, you're you're showing an interest, you know, and you're opening Absolutely. the door. You're giving them an invitation to share with you. And, uh, you know, I mean, look, my life can be filled with interviews like this where people want to know what I have to say Mm -hmm. and you can kind of fall in love with that and so when you get home or when you're on the road and you're talking to your family it's like I like to turn that around like I can be the interviewer you know what I mean so I'm I'm how was your day? What's going on with you? You know, the world doesn't revolve around me. My world revolves around them in those moments yeah. that we're getting to talk to each other. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. If you could talk to your younger self, so here you are, you know, over a decade out of being a dad, what would you tell your younger self about fathering girls? <laughs> wow, that's a great question. You know, I, I guess I would tell myself, Matthew, just like with being a husband, being a dad is not about the pursuit of perfection it's about the pursuit of being present thank you i struggle with that i would love to have a dad tell me that yeah i mean i think my dad does remind me of that yeah yeah i think that's the big thing for me is like i'm just very goal driven very focused on things that that i care about like and if i'm not careful like i can kind of be just present but not present you know, at home. And Mm -hmm. again, my wife's very good at pointing that out at times. And I really think that's part of what a spouse needs to be for each other is a mirror, you know, for someone to, if someone's not telling me and being honest with me, Hey, Matthew, when you come off the road, turn your phone off, right? Like you haven't seen the kids in three days. Like, and I'm, I think we're hanging out and having fun, but I'll respond to a text message if it comes in because they need an answer about some business matter. And it never stops. But so I I guess I would say that just I'm practicing how to be present with my children. Mm -hmm. And And how do you not get defensive when your wife's telling you what you're not doing right? Oh, I do get defensive. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I say, hey, you don't know what you're talking about or whatever. And then later on, I'll go and be like, oh. You're right. Yeah, she was right. You know what I mean? Being the three of them live on Venus. You're like, okay, she yeah. probably knows what she's talking yeah, about. Yeah, so I mean, for me, it's like, you know, that's part of the humility of it that, you know, humility does not come naturally to any of us. Like when anybody tells us the truth, that especially if it's a truth we don't want to believe, that's not easy to take. But I think the ones who wind up living ultimately a successful life are the ones that as hard as it may be, will eventually let, let the truth sink in when it's spoken from somebody with good intentions. And I know that's my wife. Right. So, so I, I, I think that's what I would say to myself was like, Hey, you're not going to be perfect, but at all costs, be present 
be in in the mix with your kids. Make sure you're carving out time with each of them individually, not just together. That's been an important thing for us, like making sure that I'm getting my date nights, not just the three of us, but each one of them. Sitting across from each other, making eye contact, asking lots of questions, Mm -hmm. you know. And you know this is setting the foundation for when they hit adolescence, which tends to get a lot trickier for dads. But when you start early, and get the groundwork set, you're going to yield dividends down the road. I hope so. I hope I've set the groundwork. I Again, I know I have been far from perfect. I know that the travel has um, made for, for challenges. You know, there's times where we feel closer than others. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's a real challenge when I'm gone and it's, we just don't feel like we're connected. And I can sense the difference. They can sense the difference. And that's when I know I got, it's time for me to be home, you know, and uh, pray for grace for that, you know, but you're right. I think the way we, we interact with our children at a young age sets the stage for when they hit, you know, uh, the teenage years, which I'm told are going to be never a dull moment. (laughs) And I think, you know, like thinking about the, the seeds you're planting now for later and I love hearing that you go home and you think in about intentional one-on-one time with your girls. Because again, speaking as a girl, a daughter, there is no way that individual time where my dad's looking at me and shutting everything off to say, I want to listen. There's no way that has anything other than a positive effect. Yeah. I mean, and I see the difference, you know, when, yeah. um, especially like with my youngest, like, you know, my oldest is, can be very outgoing. And so, you know, we could talk to each other and it could sort of dominate the time if it's the three of us. And so I love seeing what happens when I get my youngest out for ice cream and the two of us are talking and man, she'll just start talking a mile a minute. And I learned so much in that time Mm. about her world, what's going on with her, how she's feeling about school and things like that. So again, I I think it comes to intentionality and really just the Lord knows our hearts. And for me, if your heart is not that your family's more important than your career, then no matter how much you think you're involved or being intentional or putting your family first, you just, I think your priority list mirrors the priority list in your heart, you know, and your actions play out in that whether you like it or not. So you might like to believe just like in your faith, you know, you might like to believe that God is number one and you might say that and you might even proclaim it from the stage if you're a Christian singer like me, (laughs) but it's possible to proclaim that and not live that. It's possible to look that part, but not live that part. Which I think happens a lot. Right. And so goes, you know, the same as it is in our spiritual lives, it will be the same in our relationships with our family or our relationships with others is it's um it's kind of becoming that that prayer of you know god search me know me um tell me you know show me what what priorities are mixed up in my life right now and and allowing that light to shine into your heart to really expose if your motives are off in some way One of my favorite songs of yours is Hello, My Name Is. Thank you. And one of the things I love about it is it's all about identity. And, you know, I got a pretty extensive trauma history and all those words about my name is regret. And, you know, I think so many of us that are listening now can relate to the fact that the lies are easier to believe than the truth. And I just wanted to ask, how does that, I mean, the fact that you wrote a song like that means you get this. How do you speak into the true identity into your daughter's life? Well, you know, I think the one of the reasons the lies are easier to believe than the truth is because the lies um, 
seem to come at us more often. The lies are louder, and uh, and and Satan just Satan will not stop. He's relentless in his pursuit to uh, win us over in in believing a lie about who we are. I think that's one of his go to tricks. Uh, you know, as crafty as he is, he's up to the same old tricks he's always been. And, you know, I think the battle for our souls is a battle for our identity. If he knows if he can get us to believe a lie about who we are, we'll stay far removed from all the power that comes with knowing our identity in Christ. And, um, and, and I realize I can see that now in my own daughters. You know, I wrote that song really before my daughters were even at the age of like kind of having their identities impacted by outside forces Mm -hmm. but i can see it already just how many things are competing to win over um my daughter's identities and i can see them heading into a school and heading into a world that's at every turn going to try to make them feel like they're not smart enough they're not attractive enough they're not good enough they're not talented enough they're just not enough and, and, and I think what I've, my, my wife and I have just had a determination to say, we know that there's going to be influences in this world that are going to vie for her attention and for her, her identity. But inside the walls of our home, as long as they're with us, yeah. I'm going to be letting them know all that they can do, all that they are, who they are in Christ. Yeah. Um, it's, it's sort of ironic. Like I see a lot of kids out of my shows, like singing my songs. Now my kids don't think it's cool to <laughs> like their dad's music. So I have to find other, like my songs will actually impact somebody else's kids more than my own kids. Does that hurt a little bit? Well, no, I mean, <laughs> okay. but I think what it's done is it's like, it's taught me it's like hey man i can't just write a song telling my kids that they're a child of the one true king that might be for somebody else's kids Mm -hmm. but my kids they need to be influenced by me in a different way and i have to go deeper than that Mm -hmm. and so i mean obviously the importance of scripture there's no substitute for it And and i want my kids to see me um actively pursuing a relationship with Christ. I mean, I think that's something I look up to my parents so much about, like my fondest memories growing up are the fact that I remember walking by my, my parents' bedroom and I would hear my mom praying and I like kind of peek in and she's on her knees by her bed, really crying out to God on behalf of her children. And I think that's something that really like speaks to me. And I want my kids to know that, that their mom and I are, on our knees interceding and praying for them too. Um, just praying that their, their identities will, um, will always belong to God and that they'll know who they belong to, what their creator says about them. And at the end of the day, there's no more significant title than to be called a child of God. Amen. Ooh, you're building a bridge to God as a father. I hope so. Yeah, I sure hope so. This interview is timely because I'm in a season of my life where I literally just made this record called All In. And so much of these songs that I'm writing are literally about how how can I go all in in my life? And guess what I wind up writing about? How can I go all in as a husband? How can I go all in as a dad? You know, how can I make sure I reach the end? with no regrets, you know, and, and I don't want to miss that. So yeah. one of the songs I wrote for this new record is called the beautiful things we miss. And the second verse says she hides out in her headphones, texting on her cell phone. Um, daddy's girl built a world behind her bedroom door while he was working hard and providing 
bigger houses still get divided. Just yesterday, she was on his shoulders, but today she's older. Why do we get older? Oh, the beautiful things we miss. And the chorus says, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to look back someday and find everything that really mattered was right in front of me this whole time. Open up my eyes, Lord. Keep me in the moment just like this before the beautiful things we love become the beautiful things we miss. And uh, wow. that's my heartbeat so, right now as a dad of just going, yeah. I don't want to miss these moments, yeah. you know. And I wrote that verse looking ahead a few years into the future, yeah. seeing a, a teenage daughter on her way to being right. a teenager going, I don't want her to build a world behind her bedroom mm-hmm. door and dad's not mm-hmm. invited, you know. And so, the fact that you're aware of it is yeah. the battle. You're aware. Yeah. You're saying, I don't want that to happen. Well, yeah. Matthew, it's been great to have you. i got to ask you one last question. Yeah, yeah. If you could give one go step, an action step for dads this week to put their love for their daughters into action, yeah. what would that be? That's a great question. You know, I would just encourage any of the dads out there, maybe, maybe part of this interview has even convicted you a little bit or challenged you um, not to beat yourself up um, for the ways that you maybe feel like you've felt uh, felt short in in your parenthood to realize that it's like okay ask god for forgiveness and then wake up today and realize this is a new chance to be intentional uh, towards your relationship with your children um, make a point to look them in the eye yeah. you can never tell them how much you love them uh, you can never tell them that too much yeah. um, and, and so I would start there making eye contact making sure they know how much you love them. be affectionate yeah. I know I'm giving a laundry list but <laughs> man awesome. I, I, th- I talked to so many people who would have given anything to have the love and affection of their dad and uh, you know for me it's like man I'm gonna hug on my kids love on them and tell them I love them and yeah. man you start there and you'll be amazed how the doors open up for communication between you and your daughter. Well, Matthew West, thanks for joining me today. Our topic's been two daughters are doubly good. Thank you for sharing from your heart. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. It's been a joy to have you here.